Hey, welcome back, and thanks for tuning in again for episode five of the Todd V Show. We're going to get right into the content, but a couple really quick announcements first. Um, first one is uh, what we're going to address today is actually a question from a listener. Uh, and if you want your questions asked or answered on this show, asked and answered probably, then submit them. The place you can send them is to questions at toddvdating.com. I actually prefer audio questions if possible, just because I think it's a little more interesting, although the one we're answering today is a non-audio question, so obviously I do address those as well. Uh, other thing is, obviously, since this is episode five, there have been four previous episodes, so you can check out those other episodes on the website at toddvdating.com, and we're also on most of the major podcast hosts who are on Apple iTunes, we're on Google, we're on Spotify, and we are on Stitcher, so you can check them out and subscribe there as well. So with that said, let's get into today's question. So the question is, how to find a girl's blueprint and what is valuable for her and use it to your advantage, especially to seduce her. All right, so this is an interesting question. Uh, I'm going to get into in a minute exactly what blueprint is because that may be unfamiliar to some people. But I do want to make one interesting point about this question itself, which is that last little bit that and use it to seduce her part. That on one hand is a really good thing to add and on the other hand, a really bad thing to add to this question. It's a good thing to add to the question because it's important with any information that you think about how is it useful and how is it practical, right? Just having information for information's sake, just theory, isn't actually technically of value, right? You need to be able to put it into practice in some way. Uh, And so to think, you know, what is the purpose I'm using this for is critical. Um, So an example of that from poker, just to to kind of make the point, um, there's this idea in poker, you would usually pay money or it's usually worth money to know what your opponent's poker hand is because it allows you to make better decisions. But if you are sitting there with the best possible hand and the other person has already gone all in, they've already put all their money in, well, now there is no value in knowing what their hand is because you're just going to call no matter what, you know you have the best possible hand. So there are some situations where information can actually be useless, right? Most times it's useful, but there are sometimes it can be useless. So having in mind what is the practical use of this information is a good thing to do in general. However, in this case, the use of this information that in order to seduce her kind of thing, it kind of implies that you're trying to trick a girl or get one over on her or you're trying to exploit her in some way, which I think is a very bad mentality to be coming at game from. In general, the use of game itself and especially the use of blueprint is to actually make yourself a better option for the girl in order to provide more value to the girl in order to give the girl closer to what she really wants, right? Relationships and and sex to an extent is an exchange of value and it's exchange of you are bringing something to the table and she's bringing something to the table. Uh, and so to be coming at it from a win-lose perspective or a, I want to get one over on or I want to exploit kind of perspective as opposed to a win-win perspective automatically is going to give you a lot of trouble. And especially in applying this idea of blueprint, this idea which we'll get to in a minute, which is getting to know the girl and getting to know exactly what it is that makes a girl tick. One, you're going to do a better job of finding out a girl's blueprint the more you can understand her and relate to her and sympathize with her, but also you're going to do a much better job of utilizing that blueprint in a positive way and a useful way if you're actually thinking of it as a win-win thing rather than a win-lose thing. So I do want to make that point up front. And maybe that's the cart before the horse a little bit because I haven't even explained to you what blueprint is, um, but that will all become even more clear as I explain what it is. So what is blueprint? Blueprint basically is the idea that value to a woman is not exactly the same as value to the next woman, right? Each and every woman has their own particular ideas and feelings and and they'll act in different ways relative to value. 
And I do want to point out that girls probably in this regard are more similar than they are different. So I have what I would consider to be kind of the universal every girl blueprint. And then there's the specific blueprints of the girl. So for almost any girl, some level of having good social relationships is going to be attractive. It'd be very, very rare to find a girl for whom that's not the case. However, from girl to girl, what that means could vary. Some girls, they would think that think of that as like having a really good family life and having really deep family connections is having that good social connection element. For others, having a lot of superficial friends or some kind of like fame of, of a kind or, or something like that, or just having people respond to you and you get your way a lot in social situations may be more what they are looking for and how they see value in that social arena. But for just about any girl, having some level of good social interactions or good social sort of power or prowess or, or people respond to you well in a social way is probably going to be a part of, of what makes it value. But it can be different from girl to girl. Um, another thing is like health. Being healthy will typically make you more attractive than unhealthy. That's that's almost going to be universally the case. However, girls do have their different types. Some girls would prefer more of like a lean slender guy. Some guys, girls would prefer more of a big jacked guy. And so there are particular types that girls will respond to in in responding and, and, and being attracted to a manifestation of a healthy man. But the idea of being healthy versus unhealthy, it's rare that you would find the girl who's more attracted to like the coughing sickly guy um, than the, the guy who seems, you know, vibrant and, and healthy and has energy and, and physically, you know, has an appearance that, that conveys health as well. So there are universals and then there are specifics. And for most guys learning game, it's a really good idea to focus on the universals first, focusing too much on catering to every specific girl's whim and every specific girl's, you know, preference is, is not the place to start, especially because for most men, the problem they make is caring too much about what girls think about them and also bending over the backwards too much for girls already. This idea of there's a word called supplication, which is basically changing who you are, changing how you convey yourself, changing your values even to better appease or better please someone else tends to be a very unattractive quality because it resonates with people as low value. It resonates with people as, as fake and disingenuous as well. So do be careful that the general male attractive qualities are going to be the basis of anything in terms of blueprints. And blueprint should be an adjustment of those general principles. It should not be the first thing you're considering. If, if the first thing you're considering is how the girl's thinking and feeling about everything you say, you're automatically putting yourself in a frame of lower value. You're automatically catering and bending over backwards to everything the girl does. Um, so there is this, this general male blueprint, and you could look at that as sort of like the evolutionary blueprint. That's almost like ingrained into the girl's genes for what she finds attractive. However, it's going to manifest in different ways socially and in different ways in the modern age. Uh, so for example, social status and social standing has always been probably an attractive quality to women. However, in the days of our ancestors, the days of cavemen, that would be more you know, when you, if you stand up and, and, and try and lead, does the tribe follow you, right? And that, that still exists to an extent, but something like the notion of being Instagram famous or, um, you know, getting on TV certainly didn't exist, at least in that exact manifestation back then. So the symbols through which we convey those things have definitely changed over time. All right, so I want you to, to understand that there is an evolutionary sort of general component to value, uh, and that's what a lot of what we focus on when teaching game because it is so universal and because it 
it is the foundation even for for utilization of this blueprint idea. But then there also is the social and particular manifestation of value, what is valuable to a particular girl at a particular time. Um, and again, those social cues have changed because we as people are very, very flexible, right? Even though, for example, cars and planes and, and even money at one point didn't exist in our evolutionary history, once those became a part of society and once those became... Um, clearly useful in some way, we were able, because we are complex and thinking creatures, to understand their value and to incorporate them into our idea of what is evolutionary success and what is our idea of value. And so that, that's something ever-changing, all right? Um, and even those things are going to be relatively universal. Most women, in general, are going to have more respect and, and see more value in a guy who has money than a guy who doesn't. There are, of course, some exceptions, but that's going to be generally the rule. Okay, so understand that. So blueprint is what what a girl finds value in. Most of it is going to be the same for almost every girl, but some of it will vary. And all of it will be related to the current environment in some way, right? So it's going to, there'll be different signals or different triggers, different indicators of value as we progress uh, in terms of socially and as we progress in terms of the, the girl's particular experience. So let me give you an example just to illustrate the importance of Blueprint and how you might use it to adjust in general. Let's take two different girls. And let's say this is the United States just because Blueprint is contextual and social. So we're in the United States and girl A is going to be um, tall, blonde, tan, hair very much styled, makeup very well done, wearing brightly colored, tight-fitting clothes, good body, clearly very attractive. All right, so that girl, just on appearance, you could make certain assumptions about um, choices she's made. One, she's chosen to dress in a way that shows off her body. She's chosen to take some time and energy into her appearance, which highlights that she she does care about either her appearance or how she's perceived by other people. Um, she, but Because she is attractive and she is also of a social sort of type, that is considered attractive in the United States in general. Like she, she does fit the type of the, the hot blonde girl. Because of all those things, you can interpret certain things about the choices she make. You can also interpret certain things about what her past life history has been. She probably was more popular than average growing up. She probably has had and does get a certain amount of attention from guys, etc. And all that goes to shape who she is. Let's take now a girl potentially maybe equally attractive, but very different. Let's say that she is um, of a, a, a skin color that's a minority in the United States. Let's say that she's dressed more conservatively. Maybe she's wearing glasses. Um, and let's say that she's um, her, her clothes are not super tight fitting or showing off her body. And maybe let's say she's like sitting reading a book. Now there, again, these are all like stereotypes and guesses. Because um, that might not be the way she typically dresses or reading a book may be unusual for her. That might not be what she does every day. But if you assume that, you know, it's more likely that she's doing the things she usually does than not. If you make those assumptions, well, you can assume that one, because this girl is um, doing something, you know, has chosen to wear less tight fitting clothes and less show off her body and is choosing to do something that seems like more of an introverted activity by its nature. You might imply different things about um, how she was raised, what her social perceptions are, um, what her preferred activities are, those kind of things. Um, the fact that she comes from a minority culture might might hint at how she may have been treated or, or the same or differently during her, her growing up, how popular she might have been, what values, depending on what culture it is, what values she might have been raised with. Um, for example, let's say that she is um, Asian. Um, of descent. Well, certainly the Asian cultures in the United States tend to 
have a different way of carrying themselves and they tend to be like for example less loud on average than than white people in the united states and less kind of ostentatious um she may particularly if she is of, of a foreign culture her english may or may not be as good um different things like that she may have been raised with different cultural values so all of these things just at a glance you can make some inferences about who this girl might be and again, you have to understand you're coming from the population of women in general. So the majority of how you should treat her and the majority of how you should react to her is how are women in general? What is the general, what is attractive evolutionarily to women? How have women in general historically throughout your whole life as a group acted and, and, and behaved and treated you? But then there are the specifics to throw in. And adjusting to those specifics right away is going to help you out. So even in going and saying hi to that girl, the way that you'd say hi um, maybe you'd be a little more more subdued and quiet and and more like intellectual in your your initial phrasing to that second girl, the the foreign girl, than you would to the the brightly dressed hot blonde girl, right? Maybe with her you do something a little more cocky, a little more ostentatious earlier on in the interaction. Now, of course, as you talk to the girl and as you get to know her. The longer you talk to her, you're going to get more information and it's going to be more accurate information. So your initial impressions are going to be a certain level accurate, um, but they're guessed at data. They're data you're guessing or you're inferring from other people you've met before. Once you start getting real data, actual interactions, actual things the girl has said, now you can start dealing with this particular girl and your guesses as to blueprint are going to get better and better. And that's what you're essentially going to be doing is guessing and checking over time. You're going to go in with your best possible guess. And then as new information arises, you're going to continually adjust your guess to that new information. And that's how you're going to have an idea of what the girl's blueprint is. So now that we have something of an idea of what blueprint is in general, what are some of the specific things we can be looking for? What are the particulars of a girl that are major factors in shaping how she's going to respond to you, what she's going to see as value, etc.? I'm going to run you through a quick list. This is by no means an exhaustive list. The list literally could go on forever um, to varying degrees. And also understand that these factors do interrelate. So as I mentioned, two or three factors, they they exist independently, but the, how they how they work together is going to inform even more. Um, so, for example, the first two I'm going to give you are education and culture. Well, education by itself tells you something. Culture tells you something by itself, but education and culture together tell you potentially exponentially more about who a girl is than just one one together. And so every girl is very, very different, and these are going to be general adjustments you can make. It's impossible to completely uh, understand the total blueprint of a girl from a few factors, right? Okay, so what are the key things? Um, someone's education, literally what they've been taught, right? What they've been taught is often what they believe to be true about the world. So someone who has an advanced degree, like a PhD, probably has a different view of the world than someone who didn't graduate high school. Also, what someone studied, someone who maybe went to MIT and got some kind of technical degree is maybe going to have a very different view of the world than someone who got some degree in like social sciences. So Obviously, how they've been educated, where they've been educated, the degree to which they've been educated is what information they have been fed and chosen to feed themselves with over the years. And obviously, it's a lot easier if the package you're putting forward kind of goes along with what they already believe about the world rather than fights it. 
right? It's, it's kind of like if you're a strong enough swimmer, you may be able to swim upstream in a river, but it's a lot easier to swim downstream. It's a lot easier to swim with the current. You may, if you're attractive enough and, and able to handle enough shit tests, be able to completely fly in the face of everything the girl believes and still be attractive to her. But it's a lot easier to go along with what she already believes and to fit in with what her existing values are, all right? So her education level, her education, the nature of her education, all of that is going to be a big factor. And you're going to see this through biographical questions you could ask and things she shares, also just through the way she talks. Oftentimes a girl will use, if a girl says the word standard deviation to you early on in a conversation, you can guess she is fairly well-educated and knows something very technical, right? If a girl starts talking about like social injustice early on, you might guess something about the nature of what subjects she either studied or is interested in or cares about. So every time she opens her mouth, she's giving you new information. Every time she answers a biographical question, she's giving you new information. Every time she asks you a biographical question, she's giving you new information about what she cares about. Um, Along with education in a similar vein, like I mentioned, is culture, right? Culture are, again, the beliefs we were raised with. Um, And so someone who is raised in Asian culture or an Indian culture or a black culture or a white culture, they are going to have had different cultural experiences, both because of how they were raised and also because of how the world may have treated them um, in wherever they have lived. And so that's going to be a factor. And by the way, anytime you talk about like race or culture, whatever, everybody's like, yo, you can't talk about that. You can't say people are different that way. Uh, Yeah, you can, because they are right? People have had different experiences. I'm not saying that fundamentally black people are different than white people or Asian people are different than Indian people. I'm saying they have had a different life experience, which has shaped them, which is true, right? Whether at a family level or um, at a a cultural level within whatever society they've had, it it is true that they have been responded to differently and that has shaped them. You, You cannot really deny that. And I'm not saying one is better than another or anything like that. I'm just saying different. Okay. So Um, So again, education, culture, those are going to be key factors. A huge one in terms of um, how she's going to view your value and success and also um, what perspective she's going to have on the world is going to be money, right? Did she grow up with money? Does she have money now? Was she taught that the way to money is to be an entrepreneur or was she taught that the way to money is to go get a safe, stable job? These types of views are very um, key to how people view the world um, because they make a lot of value-based decisions with those views on a day-to-day basis. And they have a a deep history and a deep sort of attachment to these values, right? Um, Because money is so key to how people view success. If someone has a particular view of what is money and success and they've lived by that view their entire lives, getting them to change that view, getting them to admit they were wrong, so to speak, is very, very difficult. Saying things that go along with how they already view money and success and um, what type of employment is is better or worse and, and more safe, stable or more safe is going to obviously um, be something that they have kind of an emotional attachment to and it's going to be hard to uproot. So certain girls... Uh, may want a guy who has what they consider a more stable job. Maybe they work something corporate. They got it through getting good education. Other girls are going to want a guy who's been more entrepreneurial in his life. And that's going to depend on, again, how much money they have, how it came, for, how, how that money came about, what jobs their parents did, what job they do, what books they've read regarding money and finance and, and the social world, that kind of stuff. All right. A girl's appearance matters. I already mentioned this a little bit. Uh, We talked about, you know, if the girl is more attractive and especially if she was more attractive at a younger age, because I'm assuming most of the girls are going to be, 
you know, talking to and approaching, or at least girls you find attractive. Um, but certain girls have always been attractive or are a look that is stereotypically attractive. Other girls have not always been attractive. They became attractive later in life, or they are a look that's not as socially attractive, maybe even if they are themselves extremely attractive. And so that's going to factor into how they've been treated throughout their life. Um, what kind of you know, responses they've gotten from men, the men who have approached them, what type of men have approached them, those types of things. And that's going to factor into their life experience. And again, what they find valuable, um, their past dating history, have they dated, you know, a lot of guys that were a particular type that likely is going to be similar to the type they like. Although in some more rare occasions, you'll find that they're very turned off by a particular type of guy because they've dated that type of guy. Um, with respect to that, I want to get into an interesting concept which is the concept of what I call means values and ends values. So means values is what the girl says she's looking for. Ends values is what she is emotionally or biologically actually looking for. So a good example of this is something like height. A lot of girls, if asked, would say they like a taller guy. In fact, even if you go on online dating sites, certain girls will select out they want a guy above a certain height. So they're making a, you know, a, a active preference decision um, towards someone taller by doing that. However, if you were to go a little deeper and you were to ask a girl, what is it you like about a tall guy or what is, what, how does you know being with a tall guy benefit you, you would find out that it's not actually usually related to the height itself. Oftentimes, it's that someone taller seems stronger or more fit. Um, it might be that someone taller is more socially acceptable to them for whatever reason. Um, it might mean that they, they, they feel safer with someone who's taller and or bigger, something like that. So what they're really looking for is the social status or the feeling of, of safety or something like that, that they're getting from a guy being taller. So if you were a smaller guy, but you were able to give her that feeling of safety and that feeling of social status, you would get that same emotional response that would typically be, she would think reserved for a tall guy and you'll do just fine. So there you've met her end value what she's actually looking for, even though you haven't met her means value. So when I talk about a girl's past relationships, typically um, the guys who she has dated in the past may or may not fit her her means values so much, but they do fit her end value. So they, they may not fit the stereotype she had in her head of what she was looking for when she met them all the time, but they did give her something emotionally. And especially this is important when a girl complains about ex-boyfriends. So she's telling you what she logically thinks she doesn't want, but she's also telling you what she has emotionally responded to in the past, both of which are useful, but more useful usually is what she's emotionally responded to in the past. And this is all good information that you could be using, but I'm telling you kind of how to use information that's delivered in the negative. Also, how to use information in these other areas of blueprint that are delivered as a negative, as in I hate this or I hate that other thing. Um, it is indicating a preference, but it's also indicating an emotional response. And emotional responses in game are useful as well. So keep that sort of stuff in mind. Um, also, their family history, which does go to education and culture, but also what their relationships are with their family or were with their family, right? What do they view as a, a successful or stable family? What do they view as a successful or stable relationship? And also, what are they looking for, right? Are they, are they looking for a relationship that was very much like their parents? Or are they looking for a relationship that was very much different? And again, keeping in mind the means and ends value, even if they say they're looking for something different, they may emotionally respond to something that's very much the same because of familiarity or because of emotional resonance. But knowing that family history can help you make a lot of educated and intelligent guesses about um, what it is they'll respond to. And then, of course, as you try various things out, you're going to see what they actually respond to. And that's even more important information because that's actually sort of, quote unquote, true or verified information rather than guessed at information. Okay, so these are 
an incomplete list of some of the things that may factor into a girl's blueprint. Obviously, you can go a lot deeper, but I hope you're getting the idea of how each and every one of these sort of criteria have adjusted the girl's view on the world, the girl's view on men, the girl's view on potentially sex. That's, that's a big one with actually I'm um, going back to culture and family is how um, how that family or culture view sex is going to be very, very important. Is, is it a, a culture or family where being sexually promiscuous is acceptable? Is it a culture or family where that's been very much frowned upon? Right. And most times they're going to be in alignment with that. Sometimes they'll be in rebellion to that. There is the, you know, the idea that like a girl's been, you know, with a, a very sexual oppressive culture and then she she's just longing to get out of it and longing to express herself sexually. That will happen. But it, more more often than not, the girl will align with the cultural beliefs that she's been raised with or the cultural beliefs she's she's chosen to adopt um, if she's still following a particular religion or, or, or sort of cultural way of life. OK, so that's another big one to, to look at. The other thing to keep in mind is that a girl's blueprint is definitely situational. So the same girl at different ages may have a different blueprint. Same girl at 18 probably saw the world and saw sex and relationships very differently than she would at 30. At 18, most girls, the typical girl, will be more likely to want to experiment, want to find out about sex, more willing to date and, and just meet a lot of people. And at 30, they're more likely to be more looking to settle down. They also maybe have more of a, a firm idea of, of what they're looking for because they have had more dating history, et cetera, et cetera. Um, also at 18, um, depending on where the girl is at socially, oftentimes a girl will care a lot more about her friends and what her friends think and the popularity aspect of dating someone. Whereas at 30, um, a lot more girls will either will be just less less close and less intimately interacting with their friends on a day-to-day -day basis than an 18-year-old or, or, or will give less credence to them or will just have, have had more relationship experiences, more confident making her own decisions and going with a guy even if her friends don't approve. So in any case, that's going to change over time. Also, the environment where you meet a girl will change. Uh, if you meet a girl in a small hometown where she's lived and knows everybody her entire life versus if you met that same exact girl on vacation in Vegas, that would change things. And if you meet a girl when she's around her good friends versus when she's all alone, tra like traveling by herself or just around strangers or just around people that she works with that she doesn't know as well, that's going to change sort of the level of social judgment around what she's doing, um, the level of consequence around what she's doing, who she may or may not need to impress, etc. And so that's all going to make a difference. So even the same girl at a different age or in a different situation can have a different different blueprint. So if there really are an infinite number of factors in blueprint, that could seem a little bit overwhelming, but fortunately there are a lot of patterns. There are, you know, it's it's unusual that you're going to find a girl who is uber conservative in one way and then uber unconservative in another way. Or it's unlikely you're going to find a girl who's going to have some of the traits of a girl who was definitely hot growing up and got a lot of attention, and then some traits of a girl who has absolutely no social confidence. It, it can happen, but it's it's very rare. So you're going to see patterns. You're going to see that certain traits oftentimes associate with other traits. And so the more experience you get with girls in general, the easier you're going to be able to identify these traits and, and figure them out, get to the bottom of them quickly. Um, so I'll give you one example that, that actually happens with me a lot. I mean, it happens with me a lot that I'll be talking to a girl and she'll say or do something or a few things. And I just, it just clicks into my head. This is the exact blueprint of a girl that I've dated before, or exact blueprint of a girl I've known before. And I'll know exactly how to convey myself to be most attractive to that girl because I have a long history of it. One of those that, that comes up a lot is um, when I was just finishing up college, there was a girl I dated kind of off and on like long distance for about two and a half years um, who was a, um, 
she was kind of a she was she's European first, was like German, German Russian, um, but she had particular kind of views of the world that were very much more European than American, and and very sort of like she's smart, but like more politically correct than than most smart people I know. Um, and anyway, she just had this very European blueprint, this very kind of I don't want to say standard or stock, but but it, it, I've seen that same blueprint over and over again down the years in a lot of other girls from sort of Central Europe that I've met. And a lot of times I've been talking to them and I've realized, okay, this girl has the same cultural blueprint. She was raised with the same values as this girl I dated for two and a half years. I know exactly how this girl's viewing the world and exactly how this girl's viewing value. And I don't mean literally exactly, but I have a pretty damn good idea and it makes it it very, very easy for me going forward. So you're going to gain experience of this. You don't have to know every possible combination. You don't have to know every possible iteration on every factor in a girl's blueprint because there are trends. A girl who has one factor going one way is very likely to have other factors going that way. Also, you're going to be guessing and checking, right? So you're not only going to be having to guess at Blueprint, you're going to be guessing, acting on that guess, and then based on the feedback from that action, you're going to be forming new Blueprint information. And so, you know, the pattern should emerge very, very quickly. It's easy to tell if you're doing a particular thing, is it working or not, um, which is something you should be doing in-game overall. Okay, so it should not be overwhelming. There are a lot of similarities here. Okay, so then the question is, once you know a girl's blueprint, how can you use this information? And again, I want to caution you. You don't want to make this the most important thing. You don't want to, if you find out that a girl likes guys who are socially popular, but you're a bit of an introvert, you don't want to start lying and saying you're popular or start indicating that popularity is the thing you're all about or whatever, because one, you're probably not going to be able to play that off very well, uh, even in the, the short term. And two, if you did successfully play it off, you'd have to keep up that lie throughout the relationship. And that's not something you want to do. You don't want a relationship that's based on a lie because it's not going to be healthy. It's not going to last. It's just going to be problematic. So don't change who you are and bend over backwards to the girl, even beyond it not working for its own sake, the fact that you are trying to bend over backwards, the fact that you're aiming to please too much probably is going to make you seem like you're supplicating. It's going to make you seem low value in its own way. Because remember, there's that generally attractive male quality of being your own person, being a leader, being confident, all those kind of things. And if adapting to her blueprint is undermining that, it's going to be a net unattractive behavior as opposed to a net attractive one. So do not go too far with this. However, from the life that you have, you already have a lot of different facets. You already are a lot of different people in your life. You probably interact differently with your friends than you do with your family. And you probably interact differently with both of those than you do with a girl you're dating. And you probably interact differently with all of them than you do with your boss. So you have different ways of being in different areas of life. And all of those are you. So when you meet any person, you can still be yourself while choosing which parts of you you convey first or which parts of you you put an emphasis on. So let's say that you, let, let, let's take me as an example, actually. So I have a job where there are a lot of different elements. On one side, it's very entrepreneurial and it seems very like exotic and travel the world, or at least it used to before this you know current situation, um, which if someone listens to this a year or two from now, they're like, what are you talking about? Um in any case, so I, I travel the world. It's a very exotic sort of sort of thing. I'm, you know, the CEO of of my company. I run things. I, I get to make my own hours. Those kind of things. Sounds very cool. Sounds very luxurious. Sounds very kind of baller and boss and whatnot in a particular way. So for some girls, that element of it is going to be very attractive to them. To certain other girls, 
who want a guy who has more of like a stable career, that entrepreneurialness is actually going to be perceived as risky or maybe as unsuccessful, i.e. I couldn't get a job or something like that. And so for them, there are other elements of my job. For example, the fact that um, I have to, I work very hard and put in like good solid hours and I'm, I have a good work ethic. Maybe that's something that would impress them in the job. Or another thing that could impress them is the fact that because um, they would have liked a guy who went to a good school and got the good job. Maybe for them, I would convey that I did go to the good school. I was lined up to get that good job. And then I tried this other thing and it worked out and I never looked back. So that I'm indicating that I can at least fulfill their blueprint thing. And then I've, I've made a choice to do something different so that it can't be perceived as I've made this choice out of scarcity. I made this choice out of actual genuine choice, out of abundance, right? So there are different ways that I might convey what I do to different girls. But fundamentally, I'm still conveying to them the same job and the same life. I'm just emphasizing different facts first, or I'm just telling a different story, a different narrative around those facts. Another one might be say that there's a girl who is kind of like in college and and doesn't really know what she's going to do in the world. And she's a little bit unsure of herself, unconfident. And I have this job where I've just like, you know, done my own thing and taken the reins. That might not really be believable to her. She might not even be able to relate to that. But if I go back and I I put myself in telling her what I do, I put myself in college. I'm like, hey, so I was coming into my college and I was like, well, what am I going to do? And I wanted to do this, but I was nervous. I want to do this other thing that I was nervous. So I took this risk and I figured I could always go back and then et cetera, et cetera. So I'm grounding my reality onto hers. I'm explaining my reality. I'm explaining my world from a perspective that resonates with her view of the world and her value system. And that's going to make it make sense to her. And it's also going to um, hit on, you know, it conveying the right elements of value for her particular, um, her particular life experience up to that point. So this is how you want to be utilizing blueprint, right? You want to be staying yourself, but focusing on those elements. Right. The other thing that you can do, and this is where blueprint gets really good, is that once you know a girl's blueprint, you can actually use that not just in this biographical exchange kind of way, but actually in a gamey way. It should inform how you flirt with a girl. So a girl that has been really like highly confident and that's her blueprint and guys always like bend over backwards for her can probably take a little bit socially. Like you can probably be a little harsher with her with your teases. You can probably tease a little bit more on volume as opposed to being quite as genuine. And she's actually going to appreciate that because it's going to make you stand out as a guy who is of the um, of the kind of socially high value blueprint that she's used to. On the other hand, a girl who is a little more like shy and conservative and stuff like that, more of your conversation should probably be genuine. More of your conversation can even be a little bit logical. Notice I said a little bit because most guys are way too logical in game, but you can even sprinkle in a little bit more of that like logical element and a little bit less of the flirting. You still need to have it. You still need to do game, but the gaminess would be toned down in that situation relative to the the stereotypical hot girl um, who's used to having guys, you know, fawn all over her. So again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to inform upon not just how you convey your biology, but it's going to um, inform upon the nature of the communication you're going to have with the girl as well. And the best use of this oftentimes, or another really good use of it, let's just say, um, would be in qualifying the girl. So if you happen to know a girl's blueprint, you know the things she values, and hopefully you're going to use this in a, a place where you value those things as well, it's an absolutely amazing thing to qualify the girl on. Right. So if you know that a girl is is very ambitious and you value ambitious girls and you like that, absolutely challenge a girl. Otherwise, she's ambitious enough or she can keep up with you. That's going to be, first of all, very emotionally relevant to her. She's going to want to qualify on that. 
and it's going to be leading to the relationship you want, and it's going to be something that she's readily going to qualify on. She's going to have lots of material to qualify on that. She's going to have lots of ideas to qualify on that. She's going to want to prove herself on that because that's something not only do you believe and not only does she want to impress you, but she already believes it as well. And so it's a much more legitimate qualifier than if you were to get her to qualify on some little, you know, arbitrary thing that doesn't have much emotional meaning to her. So that's a general recap on what Blueprint is, first of all, but also how to find it, what the particular elements are, and specifically how to best use it. Uh, so hopefully that is op eye-opening to those of you who haven't seen Blueprint before. And for those of you who have seen Blueprint before, I definitely went into some new areas. So hopefully you guys found a lot of value in it as well. One thing I do want to come back around to is that first thing I mentioned when reading the question, which is that Blueprint should be used in a win-win way rather than in a win-lose way. If you try and utilize Blueprint to manipulate, um, one, it's not going to be as effective, and two, it's probably not ethically what you want to do. It's not a healthy use of this. The very idea of Blueprint is that you're understanding a girl in order to best fit her needs, and a relationship, whether it's one night or a lifetime, is a, an exchange of value. Um, and so if you're coming into the relationship with this idea of trying to use information to give less value to the girl or to try and trick the girl, that's not going to fundamentally be very, very effective because women are not stupid. Um, and it's also not going to be a very healthy way of using this. It's a much more powerful skill and also a much more ethical skill when used in a win-win way. So I do want to encourage that as well. I do want to emphasize that because a lot of people get the wrong idea about Blueprint that it's some kind of like trickier, manipulating a girl kind of thing. That's not the best, uh, most ethical or most effective use of this sort of technique. The most effective technique is win-win. Okay. With that said, I hope you guys really enjoyed the answer to that. And obviously check out the other podcasts as well if you're enjoying it. If you want your question answered on these podcasts, send it over to questions at toddvdating.com. Um, and I do prefer audio questions if possible, although obviously I will answer non-audio questions. So hopefully you enjoyed that and I'll catch you guys next time.